Welcome to another edition of Faith to Live By. I'm your host, Pam Christian, and for the next several minutes, I want to pour into you confidence in the truth and hope for your future. Specifically, I want to examine the role of prophecy in our lives. But before I do, let me remind you about my Christmas giveaway. You have the opportunity to enter for a chance to win one of five new Thomas Nelson Abide Bibles or one of two of my newly revised book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies, a timely book for the days we are living. Toward the close of today's podcast, I'll fill you in on how you can enter my Christmas giveaway. I think we could all use some help with our faith this year and a new Abide Bible or my book, laying out the overwhelming evidence in support of the Christian faith, are perfect giveaways. This year of 2020, with COVID-19 and all the events surrounding the election, have been far more imposing on us than any time in recent history. How are you coping? Understandably, the uncertainty, isolation, wearing of masks, and threat of disease has caused people to suffer, worry, experience fear, anxiety, depression, sleep deprivation, and levels of stress that produces additional health concern are all encompassing. Add to this the number of people who have lost their businesses, their income, loved ones, and more, and the actual toll of events from this year may not be known for months or years to come. It's precisely because of the impact of everything we've experienced that I want us to reconsider the evidence of our faith, the objective, verifiable evidence we have allowing us to confidently believe. Many people wrongly understand the Christian faith as a belief system that has no substance Or another way of saying it, they think that Christians have blind faith. Well, allow me to declare with certainty there is more objective, verifiable evidence in support of the Christian faith than any other religious belief system. Christian faith is far from blind faith. When we consider reasons to believe in Christ, we have various elements we must examine. We have the Bible, which is called the inspired, infallible, or written word of God. We have archaeology which has yet to prove the Bible wrong. We also have history, which supports more biblical accounts than not. Supernatural gifts, the signs and the wonders that have confirmed truth and revealed the glory of God since Jesus walked this earth. And we have prophecy, which with the probability of statistics, provides overwhelming evidence in support of our faith. I've explored the Bible, archaeology, history, and supernatural gifts earlier in this series, And today, I want to explore prophecy, both corporate and personal prophecy, in light of current events. We've been subjected to a lot of so-called prophetic words this year that, for some, have only served to increase fear and dread. With the outcome of the election taking so long to be announced, we Christians have actually turned against our prophets. A good number of Christian leaders are at odds with one another over application of the Bible and exercising our rights to have church, to conduct our church services. With some being so passive, it's to the point of harming the flock, not to mention damaging the reputation of the church. Let's rightly consider this. Who would cause the church to turn against one another? Yeah, only the enemy of God. The last thing any Christian should want is to be partner with anything the devil is doing on any level. I want to basically get in your face right now with the love of Jesus and ask you to wake up to all that God is doing in our midst and determine to partner with him and him alone. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. If he has spoken it, 
Will he not fulfill it? And we who belong to him need only personally seek him to reveal truth and help us work to restore unity based on truth. Amen. I want you to be convinced God never issues an adverse prophetic word without also offering a way to escape, a way to repent and get right with God to avoid or lessen the consequences. If you have been adversely influenced by a so-called prophetic word that has not included a way of escape, you've been deceived by the enemy of God. And it's only the enemy of God who seeks to impose fear, especially among God's people. If you've been waiting on the fulfillment of a prophetic word that has not yet come, Does that make God or the prophet who spoke the word wrong? Or is it a matter of our not properly understanding the timing? Remember, there were many people in Jesus' day who didn't believe he was who he said he was because the way they imagined the Messiah would appear did not match up with what they saw in Jesus. Our expectations can and often do get in the way of our properly recognizing God at work in our midst. Recall how these people credited the miraculous works Jesus did to the works of the devil. That was a major miss of truth rooted in specific expectations. What about you? Do our real-world events taking place today challenge your understanding of truth? How confident are you in your Christian faith today? Have the events of this year revealed uncertainty, doubt, fear, anxiety, or maybe dread? Have your beliefs been challenged? to the point of you questioning what is actually true? Have you come to the point of serious uncertainty about who or what you can trust? Do you maybe find yourself doubting God? I want to help you feed your faith with truth. If you have uncertainty, doubt, fear, dread, and the like, it's because you've been feeding your faith with fear, and fear is of the enemy. Let me share prophecy I received from the Lord in September 2019. I was looking ahead to 2020 and had the confident sense that this year was going to be tremendous. The Lord made it clear that His plans for this year were to magnificently bless us. And I entered the year with joy and enthusiasm because I was confident I heard from the Lord. I was confident I had heard from God because I've spent time studying about God. I know His character, His will, and His intentions. I know he's a good and loving God at all times. And it's through this lens of truth, and it's through this lens of truth that I view all world events and circumstances. So when COVID-19 was first revealed, I did not despair. I know disease and destruction are of the enemy. When corrupt acts of people in positions of great influence and power were made known, I didn't despair. I know God is the God of justice. And in order for God to administer his justice, injustice must be first revealed. This is what we are experiencing this year. God is revealing the evil in our midst and dealing with it. When our belief system is solidly based on truth, we will not be moved with fear. My first book in my Faith to Live By series is Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. I wrote the book to help people discover and live in life-giving truth. If you are struggling with not having a confident faith, I suggest you get a copy of this book. I explore what truth is, then I provide many convincing reasons to believe in Christ and to live the abundant and victorious life Christianity provides. There's textual criticism of the Bible, exploration of archaeology and history and prophecy, and specific to possessing a confident knowledge about supernatural gifts, I wrote, Renew Your Hope, Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs. 
Among all the convincing, objective, verifiable evidence in support of our faith, perhaps the most compelling is prophecy. The prophetic promise many of us have been standing on this year comes from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. The English Standard Version records, quote, When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locust to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Worldwide, there has been extreme drought, plagues of devouring locusts, and the global COVID-19 pestilence. Why were these allowed by God? To expose sin in the camp and corruption in the world. What is God's offer of escape? For his people to humble ourselves, to pray and seek God's face and his ways and repent from our own ways. Then God promises to hear from heaven to forgive us of our sin and heal our land. With a proper understanding of the reasons for the Christian faith, we will see victory in every circumstance if we satisfy the conditions of the prophetic promises of God. Many of God's prophetic promises carry with them a condition or a specific response we must give in order to experience the fulfillment of the promise. As I've said before, God's love is unconditional, but many of his promises aren't. There are some prophetic promises from God that require nothing from us, such as Christ's second coming, for example. That's going to happen, period. But many of God's promises first require we satisfy a particular condition. So, whether a corporate prophetic promise or a personal prophetic promise, we want to be sure we hear, understand, and meet the conditions if we expect to experience the fulfillment. When it comes to prophecy, we have Old Testament prophets and New Testament prophets. In the Old Testament, people were living in anticipation of the coming of the promised Redeemer, the Messiah, and there was a great deal of prophecy concerning the coming of the Lord, which God promised first to Adam and to Eve the moment they confessed their rebellion. You can read about that in the book of Genesis. But keep in mind, God forewarned Adam and Eve what would happen if they disobeyed. However, even with this knowledge, they both chose their own way instead of God's way, and as a result, God pronounced the consequences of their actions and prophesied the future coming of the Redeemer, which took thousands of years to be realized. Jesus came to fulfill the Old Testament prophecy concerning him and ushered in a new and better covenant by way of his life, death, and resurrection. We who are alive since actually live in this new and better covenant. We have the complete written word of God, the Bible. We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We have the experience of supernatural gifts. We have archaeology, history, and more fulfilled prophecies to date than in any other time in history. When we hear a prophetic word, our job is to test it, to discern from what spirit it comes. And believe me, there have been many prophetic claims from the enemy of God and his followers in recent years. We must not believe everything we hear, whether it's presented as prophecy or simply as reports and claims from the media. It's real simple. False prophecy are words that lead people away from God. False prophecy leads people into a wrong understanding about God and is contrary to the written word of God. False prophecy leads people into deception that causes them to accept lies and believing what they have heard is true. There are all sorts of narratives and claims circulating, especially since the election. But remember, 
the three proof tests to discern if a matter is true or not. Number one, only one thing can be true. All opposing matters are false. Number two, the truth always lines up with reality. Number three, truth is universal. What is true in any part of the world is true in every part of the world. The Bible is so clear. We are to guard our hearts and our minds so we're not deceived or influenced by voices contrary to the Word of God. I believe the increased exposure of corruption is going to impact hundreds of thousands of people worldwide who will be utterly taken back, forced to admit that what they thought was true and good, in fact, was not. I believe we'll have people worldwide who will suffer serious faith crisis, which will result in them scrambling to find the truth and desperate to discover hope. I believe all of this is orchestrated by God to set the stage for what has been prophetically declared the billion soul harvest. As tragic and imposing this year has been, in reality, I believe we're living in what might be the best time in all of history of the planet Earth. Jesus has already come to provide anyone who desires to be restored into a right relationship with God through faith in Christ and to receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. His first coming inspires our faith for his return. And we have been commissioned by Christ to share the truth of the gospel to all the nations from what we know as the Great Commission of Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. What a privilege, what an honor for us to be alive today and be able to partner with Christ in all that he wants to do so his kingdom will is done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, I didn't think much of the timing for the revision of my first book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies, which I actually did earlier this fall season. But as events continued to unfold, I realized God wanted the book revised because it can bring countless numbers of people to a confident, saving faith in Jesus and all the real and certain truth with all the hope it provides. Consider giving this book to someone you know who is struggling with truth. I provide ample reasons why the Christian faith is more reasonable, more compelling, and more satisfying than any other religious belief. After clearly explaining what truth actually is, I use objective, verifiable evidence in support of the Bible, in support of Jesus, and I also use history and archaeology, and all of these support the resurrection as well. I use history, archaeology, eyewitness accounts, and prophecy, along with the staggering confirmation provided with the probability of statistics. Experts estimate there are over 300 prophecies concerning Jesus alone that have already been fulfilled. There are prophecies about his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection, all foretold in the Old Testament. There is so much fulfilled prophecy in support of Jesus being the promised Redeemer, the promised Messiah. The astounding number of detailed fulfillment of prophecy is one major body of evidence to convince us he was and is who he claimed to be. John the Baptist, who himself was prophesied to be the forerunner to the Messiah, prophesied, quote, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. End quote. And we can read that from Luke chapter 3, verse 16. With this word, John the Baptist was also prophesying what believers would experience in the future, which we read about in Acts chapter 2, concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
Consider also Daniel chapter 9, verse 26, which prophesies, quote, After this period of 62 sets of seven, the anointed one will be killed, appearing to have accomplished nothing, and a ruler will arise whose armies will destroy the city and the temple, end quote. Was this prophecy fulfilled? Yes. In AD 70, some 40 years after Jesus was killed, a ruler named Titus, who later became emperor of Rome, led the Roman legions into Jerusalem where they destroyed the city and the temple. The destruction of the city and temple completed the messianic prophecy of Daniel 9, 24-26 and made it impossible for anyone to appear after AD 70 and make a legitimate claim to the fulfillment of the messianic prophecies. Again, experts believe there are over 300 prophecies concerning Jesus that have been fulfilled. Yet, now hear this, this is really exciting. If only 48 of the prophecies were fulfilled, the chance would be 1 in 10 to the 157th power. That is the number 1 with 150 zeros following. Simply considering the probability of statistics concerning prophecy provides overwhelming evidence in support of our Christian faith. The fulfillment of prophecy is a significant way God guides and gives hope to his people. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 states, God watches over his word to perform it. And Numbers 23 verse 19 states, God is not a man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said it, and will not he do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? I love those two verses. What prophecies do you have in your life that are yet to be fulfilled? Have you tested them to know if they're from God or not? I have three exciting and legitimate prophecies spoken over me that I have been waiting as many as 26 years to be realized. Have there been times in my life when everything seemed to come against these prophecies? (laughs) Absolutely. Many deep, serious, and long-term hardships have come my way. I've withstood the situations and circumstances which would have resulted in divorce and even suicide for some people. Not in my own strength, but by pursuing God and refusing to give up. Have I come through these major challenges without scars? Far from it. I have the scars to prove the victory Christ wants each of us to have. What helped me to press through and not give up was the Word of God, both His written or His Logos Word and His spoken or His Rhema prophetic word. Confident the prophetic words that were spoken over me are from God is precisely what kept me pushing through. Even when I suffered sudden cardiac arrest, I literally died and was revived. I didn't doubt God's word. That event of the enemy trying to take me out prematurely only gave me cause to be more determined. Why would the enemy try to take me out unless he was threatened with what God's plans are for my life? I truly hope to have convinced you how important it is for us to be sure what we believe aligns with truth, because with such a confident faith, we can overcome anything. As I've often said, Anytime we give up on anything, we're giving up on God, because with God, all things are possible. I know this year of 2020 has been exceedingly difficult, but the perspective based on truth reveals this battle is between God and Satan, good and evil, and it is raging, but God is winning. The enemy, who used to do all sorts of evil deeds in secret, has been exposing himself by demonstrating evil deeds in plain sight. Did you have any idea just how corrupt the world was and even our government before the start of this year? I would venture to say you didn't. I didn't. 
And I also declare God has been at work exposing the corruption everywhere it exists in answer to our prayers for truth to prevail. It's amusing to know the term 2020 is used to express perfect vision. God has most definitely been at work worldwide opening the eyes of many who were otherwise unaware. This time in which we live is another type of a great awakening that I believe will set us up for the billion soul harvest prophesied by Bob Jones many years ago. Additionally, the decade of 5780 in the Jewish calendar, which began in the fall of 2019, is known as the decade of the mouth, the decade where we are to declare truth with all boldness and confidence to help set the captives free and bring them to the truth of Jesus. Is it any wonder? that the Christian church has been unlawfully restricted from meeting, conducting services, and more? Do you think the fact that we're all wearing masks is a coincidence? No. These are efforts that have been influenced by the enemy to muzzle the truth. When we see things coming against the will of God or the prophetic word of God, we must see it for what it is. Why would the enemy of God bother to challenge prophecy unless it was from God? Why would the enemy of God create a compelling counterfeit prophecy in attempt to raise fear in God's people and doubt unless the legitimate prophecy is true? What are your personal prophecies you're still waiting for to see manifest? What are the adversities that have come against your word from God? Look at the reality. Seek the Holy Spirit to help you recognize these adversities are confirmations God intends you to use to strengthen your faith and to embolden you to wait on his perfect word. When a prophetic word is spoken over us and we've tested it to know it's from God, we should immediately pray and seek the Holy Spirit to know how we can best position ourselves to receive the fulfillment. Did God say you would travel abroad to preach the good news? Then I ask you, do you have a passport? Did God say he would use you to bless others? Then how are you stewarding all that you have so you will have more than enough to give away? Did God say you would write a book? Then I have to ask you, what have you done to know the topic, research, and learn the craft of writing? Whatever the prophecy that you have from God, which is yet to be fulfilled, don't give up. Consider the story of Simon. Mary and Joseph with baby Jesus were approached at the temple by a man named Simon. Simon, who had been told by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. The same Spirit told him to go to the temple that very day. Simon takes Jesus in his arms and praises God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all the peoples, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. Luke chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. Having seen the Messiah, Simon was then prepared to die. The word of God that Simon would not die until he saw the Messiah was fulfilled, and Simon was at peace. I believe this is a strong encouragement for us to know God is watching over his word concerning you to perform it. Even if the enemy tries to take you out prematurely, he cannot succeed if you maintain confident faith, faith that is securely based on truth. Let me pray for you now. Father, I ask you for every soul who ever hears this podcast to receive a touch from you at this very time. I ask for them to experience your presence and a reassurance by the power of your Holy Spirit, who is our counselor and guide, 
to lead us into all truth. I ask for them to be revived through this message and to be intentionally and resolutely determined to diligently maintain faith in your word. I ask that this new resolve to aid them in discerning the schemes of the enemy and the strategies of the enemy to attempt to rob, steal, kill, and destroy their hope and their faith. Thank you, Father, for your never-ending faithfulness. Amen. I'd love to hear from you to know how this program is impacting you. Please let me know. I give my time, my talent, and my treasure to produce this podcast with a heart of helping you. I'd sure like to learn how I'm doing. Next week, I want to continue exploring evidence for our faith with a look at how, according to the Apostle Paul, we can all prophesy and how we can position ourselves to enjoy the gift of prophecy from God for others. At this time, I want to thank my sponsors, Virtual Shield, that provides you with internet privacy, allowing you to browse the internet without being visible to the marketing traps that will certainly populate and interrupt your future browsing experiences. If you want to avoid all those annoying ads chosen for you based on your browsing history, Virtual Shield is the answer. If you use the link I provide in the show notes, you'll be able to take advantage of a special trial period and subscription price. Please visit their site to learn more, knowing it's a sponsor I bring to you with services you need and allows you to support me when you avail of their services. I also want to thank Movi, a wonderful monitoring service that helps parents protect their children from predators and other internet invasions. My listeners have been extended a special 30-day trial period that's not available to the general public. Just click on the link in the show notes to learn more. And again, when you avail of their services, you support me and the podcast ministry work I do. As you look ahead to Christmas gifts for the little ones in your life, consider Leanne Mancini's beautiful children's book series called The Adventures of the Sea Kids. She's developed a series to help teach children eight years and younger how to live the Christian life. When she was raising her own children, she realized children's books mostly retold the stories of the Bible without actually working to impact the children's character. You'll love this beautifully illustrated award-winning book series. The link to learn more is also in the show notes. Now, about my Christmas giveaway. I'm really excited about it. Five of you who enter the drawing will receive the brand new Abide Bible from Thomas Nelson Publishers. This Bible is created to help experience the promises of God in John 15:4, where Jesus explains if we abide in him, he will abide in us. The Abide Bible is about helping us benefit from a genuine scripture engagement. The features are designed to help us absorb the word of God in a transformative way. There will also be two others of you who will win a copy of my revised award-winning book, Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies, which I mentioned earlier in the podcast. That particular book is endorsed by Josh McDowell, among others. From now until December 16th, you can enter for a chance to win one of my special Christmas giveaways. To enter, email me at faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com with the word Christmas in the subject line, and your name and your ground mailing address provided in the body of the email. Now, if you want a second chance to win, simply become a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, and you'll automatically receive a second chance to win in the drawing. You can subscribe by visiting my website and completing the subscription box in the sidebar. And new subscribers always get their choice of one of three gifts offered. Contest entries are accepted only through December 16th. With the gifts awarded December 23rd, I'd like to hear your name called. Don't delay. Get your name in the drawing today. I think this is going to be so much fun. 
Faith to Live By is a division of Pamela Christian Ministries, LLC, a ministry that offers many different goods and services. I invite you to please visit my main website, PamelaChristianMinistries.com. Be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and my website, FaithToLiveBy.com. On that landing page, there is a link and more information about my sponsors and partners. Again, if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring you is really appreciated. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel and for people to learn how to best apply their Christian faith. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Faith to Live by TV, on Twitter at PL Christian, and on LinkedIn at Pamela Christian. And lastly, visit my page for this show, faithtoliveby.com, to enjoy all of the podcasts we've produced so far. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victories over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.